Welcome everyone back to the Duck Pond Wall here on WEHC. And today my guest is Massimo Tager, Emory and Henry class of 2020. How you doing, Massimo? Thanks for being with us. I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me today. Well, I'm really excited. Tell everybody where you are. Tell us where you're calling in from today. Um, I'm calling in today from Madrid, Spain. Um, and yeah, it's 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 a six hour difference here, so it's three o'clock in the afternoon, and um, yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm just I checking in. You, I feel like I should ask you what happens later today, since you already know. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me this. Right. How, yeah, tell me what you're doing in Madrid. You're teaching English. Yeah, so I um, am working for a program called NALCAP, which is a program that the Spanish government contracts people from the United States and England and the Philippines and other places that um, have a, a primary language is English. Um, and they bring them here to work in high schools, elementary schools, and primary schools, preschools, um, to assist the teachers of English and other classes um, to kind of give a more well-rounded English um, because some of the teachers here, their English is really good, but they still you'll still have Spanish accents. Um, so we're here to kind of help them with their accents, the way they speak, the grammar they use. Because even more, though they're taught more conversational, things, or yes, even though they're taught everything in grammar like that, it's much more easier to speak with someone who's a native. Which I feel the same way about speaking Spanish. So yeah. it's been amazing. I got here in September and. I'm super, super glad to be here. Well, my English is pretty good, too, but my Southwest Virginia accent gets in the way a lot, so I actually really understand that. So tell me, what did you major in at Emory & Henry? So I was a, a double major. Um, I first knew that I was going to major in Spanish, and then I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do next, and so I added business uh, business management after, after my freshman year because... I, for a while, one is doing sports management and communications, and it kind of led me to, to business. So, But how cool that you tried out a lot of stuff and, and sort of <laughs> figured out what you liked and what you didn't like. Tell me, it was, what, what sort of was your goal um, after graduation? Was this the plan, or is this like an interesting step along the way? Well, this was sort of the plan. Um, I, had, I, I had, didn't have a huge plan. Um, after studying abroad here, um, not in Madrid, but very close in a small town called Toledo, um, I, I knew I always wanted to come back here one day, and I wasn't sure when that was going to be. Um, and so then after, when, after graduation, um, I actually applied to this program. But because of COVID and everything that was going on, I, I actually didn't come. Um, and I stayed in Asheville and I, I lived in Asheville um, by myself for a year. And I was working for a, a industrial engineering company um, and I was doing some marketing stuff for them. Wow. Um, and it was really good for me at the time to get a little bit of uh, experience under my belt. But it 
wasn't really one I wanted to do. So then the following year I applied again and, and now I'm here. So that's awesome. Well, let's go back to something you just said. Did you say that you did a study abroad um, program in, in Spain? Yes. So um, I, uh, in the second semester of my sophomore year, um, came here and studied abroad here for six months. Wow. Um, at, the, at the university here, uh, they have, it's called the University of Castilla-La Mancha, which is the area of the region underneath Madrid. Um, and yeah, I was here for six months and I was the only student from Emory that went. Um, I was actually the first student from Emory that went and came here um, hey. under this new program. And it's super, super cool because actually like two weeks ago, I went down to Toledo and I met with a friend of mine who was on the soccer team, Zeke um, Workman. What's his last name? Workman? Zeke? He's on the Henry soccer team now? Yeah, well, he only plays tennis now, um, oh. but he's, he's studying abroad here right now. So we met and had lunch and I talked to him for a while. Fantastic. I love to hear those stories. I mean, that is that is the Emory and Henry way. And that makes me really happy. Is he having so, a, is, is he doing the same program that you did? So, yes, um, because at the time I was one of the first people to go to that university and have kind of exchange with that university. Um, it's super cool to see now because he's there with three other Emory students. Oh, cool. um, so I went and saw him and met the other three Emory students who I didn't know. Um, and they seem to be doing very well. They're settled in. They know where everything is. Their, their Spanish is all very good, so they don't need my help. But it was cool to be able to give a little bit of advice and, and kind of recommend some things to them that they might not really have learned in the first month or so. Um, so that was super cool to, uh, to kind of give my experience to someone else and then to hear about how their experience is going. Well, you know, they were excited to find somebody else from Emory and Henry who would come see them in Spain. <laughs> what, a, what a treat. My gosh, that's, that's mm -hmm. exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are, it, was, it was super cool. Are they there for six months like you were? I believe so. I think they're going to be there for the semester. Um, my semester, uh, their semester started when I was there. February 1st is the first day of classes. And then the last day in June is the last day of classes. So the school year is a little pushed back, but um, I also came early and left late because I wanted to do a little bit of traveling while I was here. So that was going to be my next question was where the, it seems like anytime you go to, you know, to go anywhere abroad, the part of the fun is to get to see some other places besides your destination. So where else did you go when you were living over there? I did a lot of traveling. I was, I was kind of, uh, I don't know how to say it. I kind of just excluded did excursions everywhere. Um, I was able to get to Berlin. I was able to get to Amsterdam. I was in Italy. I went to France with my sister. Uh, I went to Portugal. I went to Africa. I went to Morocco with some friends. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of tried to go as many places as I could while I was here because I wasn't sure if I was going to be back. Well, exactly. While you're there, take advantage. Well, good for you for taking full advantage of the opportunities. <laughs> Goodness gracious. So so you took classes in Spain for, for six months. Where, where, was everything in Spanish, I assume? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so were you bilingual before you left? I mean, were you that comfortable with the language? I would have considered myself pretty, pretty... I would have, I say now, but I say I consider myself as bilingual that I could be without living in a Spanish speaking country. So without being immersed, I felt I was bilingual, but 
I will say I had a little bit of a rude awakening when I got there because it was it was difficult and I had to to meet with the teachers after class and to meet with them and other times because obviously there was a lot of stuff I didn't understand and luckily in in two or three of my classes there was other exchange students from other countries who also struggled so I was able to to voice my frustration with them and they were able to bounce some stuff off me so we were able to work together which was nice but for the for the most part yeah I was I was able to consider myself pretty fluent before I came here yeah so did did you study you uh, you certainly studied Spanish at Emory Henry did you also take it in high school yeah so I took I think five and a half uh, I say I'll say like six or seven semesters of, of Spanish in high school um I also, um, Spanish was just a big part of my, my high school experience because um, in high school, um, one of the things that I did with one of my friends um, was we coached a soccer team, which was five to seven-year-olds, um, but the majority of their families were from Central and South America, so the majority of the time with them, we spoke Spanish. Um, what a so great opportunity. Super, yeah, so that was super cool um, for that I was able to get to, to do that before college. And then in college, after I came back from study abroad, I was working with the Southwest Virginia Community Health Systems, nice. um, and I did an internship with them um, and their coordinator who worked in Washington County. Um, and so I went to medical appointments with her, uh, other things, and I was learning translations, that sort of stuff. So that was really cool as well. What a cool experience and good. I mean, what great experiences you had, you've had, and this is going to, I mean, that's going to help you whatever you decide to do next. <laughs> I hope so. I just, like I said, I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out, but something that I know is I love languages and it's helped me get to where I am. So, so hopefully I can continue it. Well, let me just, let me just back up and say this. Um, you don't have to have it figured out yet. You just finished in 2020. So you do not have to have anything figured out yet. You, I mean, my gosh, you, you had to wrap up college in the middle of a global pandemic and a shutdown. And so the fact that you're living in Spain and, and doing things right now and teaching Spanish, teaching English to these kids, come on now, come on now, you're doing it. You are, you don't have to have anything else figured out right now. You've figured out plenty already. <laughs> well, I, I, I'd like to think so as well, but it's, it's funny because I have tons of friends who are already trying to, to find their, I have tons of friends from back home in Asheville and everywhere that are all in DC and Atlanta and trying to find their big corporate jobs, which I am all for if that's what is going to make them happy, but I'm, I'm happy where I'm at now. <laughs> okay. Okay. You and I are going to, when this is all over with you and I are just going to have to have a, um, an adult beverage and talk this through because you, you need to follow <laughs> your path and don't you worry about it. And what is somebody in a, in a program recently said to me, um, uh, was it comparison is the thief of joy. So, you know, you just, don't you compare yourself to anybody else. You just live your life. You play your own game. You're just fine. I want to remind yeah, yeah. everybody that we're talking today with Massimo Tager, Emory and Henry class of 2020, who's living in Madrid, Spain, and teaching English, and you're working through a government agency. Is that right? Do I understand that correctly? So uh, it's the, the, the program is through the government here, but um, the way that I was able to get over here is there's actually a, a program in the United States. Um, it's called CIEE. They actually do a lot of study abroad things with a lot of universities. Um, but what they do is they kind of help you get the initial process started to come over here. 
um, because there is a lot of paperwork to get a visa and there is a lot of extra stuff that you have to do because you're coming to be a teacher. You have to do a couple of background checks and everything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So uh, what they really do is their support here in Spain as well, but mainly in the U.S. to get you over here. Um, but now that I'm here and actually applying to be here another year, um, it's directly through the government. Yes. All right. Well, cool. Well, and I've, I've been asking people as they're situated in, in new places and new towns and, and for you, like a new country, about mm-hmm. how you how do you make friends and assimilate? And when I talked to Max Palmer, um, former mm-hmm. former soccer guy, one of the things he said that I, I just didn't know was that he laughed and said that soccer is like a the biggest worldwide fraternity and that actually that makes it easier mm-hmm. to meet people when you go to other places have you found that to be true in spain yes um it's funny because when i studied abroad here max was doing what i'm doing now and i went to see him and he actually gave me a lot of recommendations for what i should do oh nice um so i am totally in agreement with him um The way that I've met a lot of my friends here, um, obviously, when you go through a program from the United States, like the program that I'm using, they 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 put you in contact with other people that are going from the United States. And as as much as I love Spain and I love speaking Spanish, the city of Madrid is so international that there are so many people that speak English here that it's you're walking on the street. I was on the metro on the subway and I I hear English everywhere. But I will say um, the the program I work uh, Monday through Thursday um, or you work Tuesday through Friday. So they normally give you one day off to have a three day weekend. Um, And so I use my Fridays to actually go and play soccer or play basketball or do there's a new group that I've met. That's a it's an international volleyball group. Um, And especially because I played soccer at Emory. Soccer has just been an amazing way to meet people. I already have tons of friends through that. Um, I've met a couple guys playing basketball in the park. Um, So soccer, but sports in general have just been a a super, super easy way to, to not only meet people, but meet people that I probably wouldn't have met otherwise, because the biggest thing I think difference for me now is coming from Emory, which is such a small community. You kind of know, you have a general idea of who everybody is. Um, and the biggest saying that I use here now is if you meet somebody and you don't get their contact information, you'll never see them again because the city is so big. Oh, uh, yeah. So, it's not mm-hmm. like you're going to bump into them on a different sidewalk or in the calf. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Well, that's so. interesting. And it's, Victory Emay has just moved to Austin. He said a similar thing. He said that a soccer, he said that volleyball was his is his way to meet people. So I clearly those of us who are not sports minded have got to figure out a way to do this differently. So I'm going to ask, start, keep asking everybody about this. Well, and I have lots of friends who are also are not as involved in sports and whatnot. And, and there's, I mean, honestly, for me, um, obviously just the way that the world has gone and how everything is now, um, a lot of the stuff is online and you can find so many resources online. The way I actually found this volleyball group is there's a, there's an app called meetup, um, oh, okay, where yeah. people just post events, sporting events, art classes, dance classes, whatever, um, and just invite people to come and meet and, and spend time with people and meet people. Um, and that's how I found this volleyball group is just, there was a group, somebody posted a volleyball page and I went and showed up one day and now I've hung out with these people for like the last month and a half. Um, I love so it doesn't that. Have, 
like-minded people as well. Um, I've heard of people using that app, but it never dawned on me how great it would be, you know, in, in brand new communities and even mm-hmm. overseas. I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah, it's and it's really, really I, I'm very lucky and blessed because even though we're in Spain, um, the majority of the international groups here, because English is such a universal language, a lot of the stuff they do is in English. Um, so coming from the United States is a, is a big benefit. Um, but there it doesn't. Honestly, it does not matter what language you speak. Everyone's welcome. I've met people from over the last couple of days. I mean, Bulgaria, um, Austria, Bosnia, like all over the place, which is super, wow. super cool. Is that, I was going to say, is that really neat to be able to, to be in such a mixing pot? I mean, it's an interesting time in our in our history, as you know. And, you know, the United States sort of brags on itself as being a melting pot, but but, uh, but it doesn't always feel that way. Maybe it depends on where you go in the United States, but it feels like in certain places, like where you are, you really do meet people from so many different cultures. Yeah. And honestly, it's one of the, I have to say, it's one of the most rewarding things that I have, because like you said, I always say it's a blessing being from the United States, but it's also interesting to see the point of view that other people have of you being from the United States. Um, So it's super, super cool to talk to people from the, I met a girl the other day from Azerbaijan who speaks like four languages. And it's just like, it's cool because you just, you meet people from other cultures and you learn about them, but you also learn about what they think about your culture. So it's super, super yeah. cool. And I love, especially like you said, Madrid is such a melting pot. There's so many cultures here that it's, you can, you can really, if you want the culture, you can find it. Yeah. That's fantastic. So I didn't even think to ask you this, but where did you grow up? So I have always been in Asheville, North Carolina. Um, I was born and raised there. My before going to Emory, the longest period of time I had spent outside of, of Asheville, I think was with my grandparents in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, so I really haven't been anywhere else besides Asheville. Um, my dad grew up in New York City and my mom is from Chattanooga, Tennessee. So, I mean, you're, I've you're got a little bit of the New York. Your nuclear family uh, is something of a melting pot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> But I've always, and that was one of the biggest reasons that I wanted to come to such a, an interesting place is because I felt like I had always been in the same place and I thought it was time for something new. Did it feel, I'm not going to say scary because I don't want to imply that you're, you know, that you're scared, but I mean, did it feel a little intimidating to make such a big move? This is a big move. This is not like going to, to, to New York or, you know, this is, <laughs> this is big. Yeah, it was. scary is not the, I would say overwhelming. I was, I I was a little overwhelmed when I got here because I, like I said, there was only one other person that I knew that was going to be here at the time. Um, And it's a girl that I went to high school with and she's actually doing the same thing I am. But other than that, it was kind of coming over here with uh, a little bit of the unknowing, like, where am I going to be living? Who am I going to be living with? Yeah. Um, I had briefly talked to the, the coordinator of my school on over email, but I had no other idea with one of the teachers I was going to be working with, what they were like, if they were young or old or what age group. Um, so it was it was a little overwhelming, I will say. <laughs> so how, how do you push past that? Do you just sort of go out your door in the morning and say, OK, let's get to know this city. Let's get you know, let me get my bearings. I mean, how do you get started? 
Well, I will say it, it was a little easier for me because I was, when I had studied abroad here, I had spent a lot of time in Madrid because whenever I traveled, I had to come to Madrid to travel because Toledo mm-hmm. is such a small city that mm-hmm. this is where all of my travel came out of. Um, so I had spent some time here, so I had a good idea of the city. Um, but I think the most overwhelming part of it was all the official documents that I had to get and figure out how to do when I got here, especially still because COVID over here is still very prevalent and everybody wears masks everywhere. Um, I'm actually flying, I'm taking a flight on Thursday. Um, and so I have to, I have my booster, but I have to get a, another COVID test. And so yeah. just to, on top of all that, um, that would, that I have to say, that's the most difficult thing about being over here just because Spain to me, I love it. It's, it's an amazing place. If I had to say, if there was one thing that I would change, the bureaucracy is a little slow. So <laughs> to get uh, a residence card, I applied like right when I got here in October and I wasn't able to get it until January. So that's it's, a while. It's, yeah, it takes a little while. That's so. funny. Well, but you're, but you're, but now that you know that and now that you're getting the hang of that, you just got to plan accordingly. You can't expect things to happen fast in Madrid. Yes. Um, yes. So it's as long as you take it into consideration. And that's what I, which I love being able to like experience things like this firsthand and kind of going through the struggle of, oh, darn, like I went. And I just wasted an hour because they tell me, oh, you need another piece of paper. And now I have to go back, redo it, make a new appointment. It's it's cool to do all that stuff so that when people like the other Emory students are in Toledo, I can let's say, hey, look, don't yeah. do what I did. Here's the right way to do it. And I just I like I like that because it's it's saving people time. It's saving people the frustrations that I had to deal with. Um, and it's, it's just if, if I had somebody to do that for me, it would have been great, but it's also cool to be able to do that for other people. Exactly. Well, good for you. Look at you paying it forward. Well, and plus there's something to be said for having to figure those things out on your own too. That I'm guessing that probably builds your self-confidence as you're in a new situation. It builds it up, but I will say it's all, it, it breaks it down too, because <laughs> I've had some couple friends who have, they get super frustrated because nobody's listening to them because their Spanish accent isn't perfect. And the, the people get frustrated with them easily. And, and so I, I've had some friends where it's taken a while for them to realize that the struggle will pass and the struggle will, will help you in the long run. But bit yes. annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's funny listening to you describe that. It sounds very much like what I heard a friend talking about recently dealing with the DMV in Abingdon. So I think some of those struggles are everywhere. Yes, it's exactly the same. I mean, <laughs> there's long yeah, but, lines waiting. There's, yes, it's it's the same. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right, tell me, we're about to wrap up here, but as we as we finish up, tell me what you did during your student days at Emory and Henry, and it doesn't have to be one thing, that is serving you well today, that is really helping you today, or maybe you keep referencing, referencing it as you go through your life in, in Spain. What what sorts of experiences in college really are helping you out these days? Well, it would it would be hard to mention this, to mention something without adding in soccer, um, because it was such a big part of my life at Emory. Um, I During the fall, I didn't really have time for much else besides schoolwork and soccer. Um, And so I think that would just be like one of the biggest things because I was essentially when I first got there, I was forced into a a group that you don't always get along with everybody, but we 
you got to make it work. And I was able to make some of the best friends that I've ever had on that team. And the biggest thing for me is that because Emory is such a small tight knit community, it was like, it was amazing because I had to force myself to mingle with everybody. And I think that is just so valuable when you have a small community that you don't realize because everybody matters so much. And here you really, if you don't, if you don't have a tight knit small community, you don't realize how not lonely, but you, how much you actually have to put yourself out there because, because it's such a big city here that if you don't put the effort and put yourself out there that you, people are going to go about their lives and that's just how it has to be. And Emory was, it, it was amazing because I had such close group tight knit of friends and on the soccer team and whatever, and just being on the soccer team, being competitive, with people from other cultures as well, because we had people from all over the country too. Um, yeah. I think that was really, really valuable to me. Um, so that's awesome. Well, that's a sweet thing to hear. And you're right. It's, you know, it's, it is getting to know other people is not the easiest thing in the world. And I think we kind of forget that that's an important life skill that we're all going to need. And um, you're right. It's, it's a little easier in Emory and Henry because you do bump into the same people a lot, but good for you for figuring out a way to make this work in a big city. <laughs> yeah. And, and the biggest thing for me, and I think now I think that Emory helped me a lot of is because I'm from Asheville and um, Asheville is, if I want to use the word loosely, um, a little liberal um, and going to Emory was interesting because I was learning about, even though I'm only out Asheville is only an hour and a half, two hours in car, the culture at Emory is just very different from the culture that I'm used to. And it was super cool because some of my best friends now, um, who I still talk to every day, it's funny because I'm actually talking to Mason Carroll right now. Um, funny. I always think of I always think of you when I hear Mason's name because I remember y'all yeah. I remember his little brother, his little brother's getting so excited about seeing you. <laughs> yeah. So and it's cool because it's it's I still before I came over here, I went and saw him and said goodbye. And like, it's just very interesting because one of the things that I've realized that being in the area of Emory, that's really similar to being over in this kind of culture is that people from Emory and people from that area are very close with their families and they're very tight and they love spending time with their families. And I sometimes think that to get lost in the in the U.S. because the 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 idea that we have is when you're 18, you move out, you go to college, you get away from your family and you, you be independent. But over here, it's very kind of the opposite. People stay with their parents or stay in the same home as their parents, the same city as their parents until they're 26 or 27. And that's just very normal because they love they the families over here are very, very tight knit. And that's another thing that I think Emory has taught me is that like learning about different cultures, but you have to, even though Emory, Virginia is very far away from Madrid. There's a lot of similarities as well. So, well, maybe. Well, and so that's interesting that one of the things that you're seeing is that Southwest Virginia and Spain or Madrid have this familial connection. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of which, how's your family feel about you being so far away? It, it was funny because the last thing my mom said before I left was that, um, she said, I need a heads up if you're coming home, because I don't think you're going to come home. Um, she kind of, they, I, I talk to them pretty frequently and I know that they do miss me, but I think she was pretty well, well prepared to, for the fact that I, she knew that I kind of, I liked being here and that I had this, yeah. this, maybe this idea that I want to stay and I want to be here in the long term. 
Um, so mentally, I think she was prepared. I don't know how she's coping now, but I think I think she was she was prepared. <laughs> well, maybe it's good news. Maybe she needed a heads up because she's turned your room into a gym or something. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She needed to get the Peloton out of there before you showed up. Massimo Tager, I want to thank you so much for joining us all the way from Madrid, Spain today to talk to us about your work as as an English instructor. Thank you for talking to us today. Thank you for having me. And yeah, I'm, I'm, it's super exciting to get to do stuff like this. Cause like I said, if this does reach some people and they have questions or whatever, they're more than welcome to reach out to me. Um, You can give them my email and I'd love to answer any questions for anybody if they haven't. Fantastic. Well, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm, I have been very impressed with the resilience of the members of our class of 2020 because you all are doing great things in the world. And goodness knows you didn't have a typical ending to your college career. <laughs> yeah. It, and like I said, I think maybe that's part of the reason why we're doing so well is because we had to figure it out. And like you said before, figuring it out serves it can serve you well. So yeah, it's hard. It's hard, <laughs> but it can help. Well, thanks everybody for listening in today. Thank you, Massimo, for being with us. And we will hope you all will keep on listening to WEHC 90.7, the voice of Southwest Virginia. Mm-hmm.